Welcome to the TMB Women in Business podcast, created for the aspiring CEO. Every week, we provide you with tips on all things business and entrepreneurship. You'll hear from industry leaders on topics such as marketing, business growth, and branding. This podcast is hosted by Mahi Kola, the 16-year-old teen entrepreneur behind the Mindy Boutique, a luxe stationery company with a mission to change the world. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TMB Woman in Business podcast. Today, we have exciting guest Rebecca Slaughter on the show. Rebecca Slaughter is a portrait and commercial photographer traveling the world with values going far beyond the business world. She's currently working on her second photography workshop coming up this weekend, as well as improving everyday strategies to continue to hold her business and personal brand at a high standard while working on continued relationships with her clients. As important as business is, and truly a second skin of hers, she completely cherishes the person behind the camera and what goes into her day-to-day life as well as lessons she can take away from each experience, relationship, and project. This looks like waking up every day with a strict discipline dedicated to her own health and well-being. She works from home a lot and truly finds moments of joy and productivity in doing so. This is so important to her because the more healthy and inspired she is as a woman, the better she performs as a CEO. I'm so excited for you guys to listen in to our conversation today as we talk all about her business and her journey. If you'd like to receive an email recap of the episode, sign up for our email list at tiny.cc slash T-M-B-W-I-B-E-M-A-I-L or tiny.cc slash T-M-B-W-I-B email. All right, let's jump right in. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, thank you so much. I am so happy to be here and to chat with you today. I've heard a little bit about your story already, and I think it's so inspiring, and I'd love to share it today. And so before we get started, I just would love to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself and what you're currently working on. So my name is Rebecca Slaughter. I am a full-time photographer, and I'm currently based in Denver, Colorado. Um, I have been doing this for eight years now. I think I'm working on nine years of being in business, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, Insanely amazing, of course. And um, what I'm working on right now is definitely doing like a big brand focus. I've been working a lot on my website, and I wouldn't even call it a rebrand, but I am really trying to make sure that I have all my ducks in a row right now, just because I haven't done like a check-in with myself in a few years. And I think it's really important to realign how I'm approaching business and who I'm approaching and the ways that I'm doing that. I'm also working on a workshop I have coming up next month and teaching. So that should be super interesting. Um, Aside from that, I'm just trying to grow deeper and better with the clients that I'm working with and and new clients and new friends. Yay, I love that. And we'll definitely touch more about um, your workshop and more details on that later in the episode. But for now, um, I'd love to know kind of how you first got started in photography and almost nine years, almost 10 years, really. It's that's incredible. Um, How did you keep up with it and make sure that you never got burnt out or anything like that? So I got started actually in high school. I was taking some pretty like tough classes. So 
I took Photoshop class as an elective just to kind of balance out my schedule. And I am taking it for a few years because it was pretty easy, to be honest. And I, I ended up liking it as an art form. And then my senior year, I was facing some very unfortunate circumstances with my home life and was in desperate need for some cash. So I was living on my own my senior year. I had the hardest collegiate schedule that I could have imagined and Mm. um, didn't want to be in school and didn't want to really do anything, but I knew photos would make me some money. So I started shooting um, $50 portraits for my friends doing senior pictures. And Mm -hmm. from there, I did family portraits, senior portraits for a few years, all the while working these full-time jobs to support myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried college for a little bit, just it didn't work out. It didn't really seem like it was my path. So I went and went ahead and just like tried, kept doing photography. And year after year, it just evolved so beautifully and so much adventure every single year that I I'd never really considered stopping. There was, there's honestly only been a couple times where I thought, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. But for the most part, I just was addicted to this gift of mine and I wanted to honor it. So that is how I've kept going for so long. That's really incredible. Um, we, My company is on, this will be our fourth year. And even in these four years, I have learned so much about just even things just like about myself and time management, but also about how to run a company and how to be a professional in this industry and all those things. And so t- almost 10 years, that's really incredible. And I hope, you know, my company keeps growing um, for the next six years. That's incredible. Yes, of course. And I mean, 10 years is so crazy because to be honest, I'm only 26. So a couple mm-hmm. more years, 10 years for me. And I'm super young to say that and to be living this reality. But if there's definitely one thing that I wanted to talk about today, and it sounds like um, you are facing the same thing, and I think every business owner does, it's believing in yourself. It's a huge, huge part of business that we kind of Mm. look over, I feel. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Um, sometimes when you when you start the company, it's you're really focused on the physical details, like the the how do I get the website up and how do I um, for product wise, like how do I start uh, getting customers, even clients, like how do I, who do I reach out to for you photography wise, like camera, all that equipment stuff. But I think one the probably the most important important part of starting a company and being a entrepreneur is the mindset that you're going into it with um because entrepreneurship is so incredibly hard and that's not that's something that not a lot of people realize until they become an entrepreneur themselves it's the sheer number of different hats you're wearing the number of different things that you are responsible for and so having a good mindset going into it, knowing that this is what you want to do and this is something you're truly passionate about, invested in, is so important before you get super involved in all like the nitty gritty details. Absolutely. And I feel like the the topics and the hot topics of conversation are always like how to get more Instagram followers, how to connect with your audience via IG Live or Facebook video or SEO marketing or networking, you name it. And I feel like the bottom line business strategy is believing in ourselves. And I like to have this conversation a lot with my peers because I don't think it's it's spoken about enough, even in, in 
in the world that is an entrepreneurship. I think it's important across the board, but especially entrepreneurship, because I truly believe that even something that would seem like it's not the closest thing to your heart, like a podcast or photography, we are creative souls and our jobs are an extension of our heart and our creativeness. It's like so deep rooted into who we are. So to me, it's like the bottom line business strategy is to focus on believing in yourself and, and focusing on that ground level and really like taking care of that relationship that we have with ourselves and that, that baseline that goes with our business. Yeah, I, I love that, that your work is an extension of who you are. And I, I absolutely love that sentiment. Um, And I completely agree with a lot of the conversations people are having now, you know, these workshops, classes are all about just how you can grow the numbers and how you can seem successful on paper. And not a lot of people are really talking about um, how to build that personal connection with your customers that I think is so much more valuable than what you can say, like, I have this many followers or I have, um, you know, this many sales. What the community that you can build with your company, no matter if it's a product or a service, that's, I think, so much more important. And um, a trend that's kind of appearing nowadays is the idea that you need to be more personal, um, relatable. The we were just talking about this in the last episode, but how the idea that you don't, the idea that Instagram and the perfect life, the curated feed um, has kind of disappeared and people are a lot more interested in personal connection with who they're following. Someone who who lives a life that they can attain to and not always just someone who's always traveling and doing all these amazing things that they could never do. People want that personal connection. They want to, you know, feel like they're friends with the person that they're following versus just, um, you know, looking up to or just, or just not being able to reach them. And so I think believing in yourself is definitely the first step to creating that personal connection because, through that connection, you can get sales. But if you aren't going to believe in yourself and what you're doing, it's going to be so much harder for you to make that connection and eventually make that sale. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And to, to touch on like how the Instagram world is shifting and changing, it definitely used to be a bit more envious and now people are, are demanding a little bit more authentic living online, mm-hmm. which I can appreciate every side of that. However, another thing to think about is Instagram might not always be the platform. It definitely is right now, but that's why I'm so focused on, and I think I always will be and have been, um, growing deep instead of growing wide because Mm. social media platforms will fade. We have no clue what direction the internet is going and and we're doing our best to keep up. But Mm. whether the internet exists or not, or this platform or that platform, or this channel or that channel, we still will always be living, breathing species. And to grow wide is is just not the way to go, in my opinion. It's not the way to last. And it's really not the, the truest connection that we can make. And we, we're always preaching online about like being kind to others, blah, 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 um, which I, I do value that online. But I also like feel myself challenging myself a lot more to do that in real life. Because not only does that mean authentic living online, that's just a natural reflection of what you're doing, but you feel better about yourself at the end of the day. And that's what my main thing is, 
can you look in the mirror at the end of the day with the decisions that you make, that you've made today and that you've made for the whole year? And again, like the root of all that is believing in yourself, like that you are enough to go out in the day and be kind to others and put whatever you want out on Instagram, whether it's a super curated feed or if it's not. Yeah, I completely agree that um, your community is so important and the people that you surround yourself with, it can be online or in person, but those connections you want to be genuine. You don't, it's going to be so hard to keep going and working on your business and um, continuing to grow if the people that you surround yourself with are just there for the moment but you aren't sure that they'll be there in the future and that can definitely be like a touchy subject that is hard sometimes hard to address but having that personal connection that you have with true relationships versus just the ones you have on instagram that are um much much more surface level is going to help you so much more in the long run Yes. So the people definitely that you surround yourself with are so much more important than yeah, the yeah. people that you have those relationships with online that are so much more surface level. Right. Right. They can be. And I mean, they can ultimately turn into like, I mean, even you and I, like, you know, hopefully one day that we can connect in, in real life, but that will only happen because the way we maintain the relationship that we have online as authentic as possible. So it's just about how, how you want to go about it. And for me too, there's there's a degree of separation I actually like to keep from the internet that is just healthy for me. And I think that looks different for everybody. So I also want everybody to explore what authentic means for them. And authentic doesn't mean you need to put everything out there. Authentic means you just need to check in with that like inner voice of yours and figure out what that means specifically for you. Because me being authentic isn't like, you know, vlogging my entire day-to-day -day on YouTube and Instagram, although I'm sure people would be interested um, that's just a healthy boundary for me to keep off the internet and then, you know, go about it how I think is best. So. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, that's, that's something a lot of people um, are realizing now too. The, because when vlogs kind of start, first started becoming really popular and people loved tuning into them, it was hard for a lot of creators to find that balance of where they should stop sharing and keep that private and where they need to just share everything. Um, and so I, I think right now, a lot of people are kind of getting into that mindset that there are certain things they just need to keep offline and that's personal to them. And then there are other things that they can share with their audience and uh, use for, you know, to get people to kind of know more about them and let people know like who they are. And so I think that people are getting to that balance, which is really great. I'm glad they are. Um, so yeah, going, continue with the topic, I would love to touch on a few stories that you wanted to share. Um, would you like to start with the first one? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to, I, I picked these, these, stories as options um, just to, to keep on the subject of believing in yourself. And this first one is so funny because it is the first one that happened the like so long ago, but it was definitely a shift in my path. And mm -hmm. so one of the biggest beginning struggles I ever had, I think I was probably, I would say I was like three years in maybe, um, when my hard drive crashed, and I lost year, maybe a one full year's worth of work. Now, wow. in my workshops, I mean, honestly, I literally laugh saying it now because how silly it is for me to like look at that and be like, what 
was I doing? How on earth did I not have a backup plan? Yeah. So that's why I laugh when I say it because it's just so, it's just so unbelievable. And that's probably my number one. And I don't care who I'm teaching in workshops, like how advanced you are. It is my one of my number one topics to teach is back up your work. And it is crucial. And I didn't learn it because I am self-taught. So yeah. self-taught is, is an amazing path to take. However, things like this happen. So I remember I was sitting on my computer one night. I was editing. Um, I was living in my boyfriend's parents' basement and just doing my best. And my computer started doing something weird. And I was like, I wonder if this thing's going to crash. This is so weird. Mind you, this is my first laptop I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. It's my first camera I've ever owned. You know, I'm, I'm very new to all this. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. This is weird. Maybe I should do something about it. And it's kind of one of those things like, oh, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And so tomorrow comes and my computer crashed the next day. So I was like working in Photoshop, doing my normal workflow, and it just kind of froze Mm -hmm. and just shut down. And so I didn't have an an external hard drive. I was just using my computer's drive and I didn't know any better. And I was just like, okay, so cool. I'm totally, completely screwed. And when I go into panic, I just kind of just like sit there calm for a minute and just think about how my world's ending and how I'm going to again. And I can't talk about <laughs> anymore because I'm such a failure. And I remember just sitting there like, you know, every cuss word running through my brain, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I could do like hard drive repair and maybe give my computer a day. And I, I called my boyfriend and I was like, oh my God, this just happened. And he was so amazing and supportive and um, offered so many, so much advice and help. And so I think like later that day, I was like, all right, so this is what we're going to do. You're going to pretend to be my assistant and you're going to call all my clients because I'm so embarrassed and I think I might start crying. So I need Aww. to do that. And he was so sweet. He was like, totally like, no problem. I'll pretend to be your assistant. It's like not a big deal. Cause in my head I'm, and in his head, we're like, they don't know. Well, like, how are they going to know that I have an assistant or don't? Yeah. And so on, to be honest, I think I did that with like two people. And I think I had about maybe 15 total clients and, um, that I had to talk to like, otherwise the pictures that I lost are just, are just photos gone, which totally sucks. Cause it's the beginning of my portfolio, but mm-hmm. Man, the the threshold between I'm a complete failure and I've got to like face my clients head on and let them know that I t- I made the biggest mistake in my career. And not only do they have money invested in me, they also have time. And not only do I have money invested in my studio, I also invested time. So we're both losing out. And so I just I just wanted to look at that like how can I make this? How can I be like the best? the best business person right now and provide the best customer service I absolutely can. And more importantly, like what would I want if I were in their position? So, you know, I offered everybody um, a reshoot and extra photos and extra hours, extra outfits. And then I offered a refund to everyone as well. I I offered them both. And I think maybe I refunded two people, but the rest Mm -hmm. were so understanding. And when we were reshooting, like so sweet, I never got like any, you know, that like sometimes there can be this kind of weird energy. Yeah. Yeah. Not even that. And so afterwards, I remember thinking, 
man, if I can make it through that and actually learn how to back up my stuff. Oh, by the way, I did end up taking my computer to a hard drive backup company and it was like $700 and they couldn't recover my hard drive, which I actually still have in the oh. electronics, hoping one day I'm like super duper rich and meet someone that's like super smart that'll do it. Maybe, maybe like lots of money and lots of intelligence can like pull those photos one day. <laughs> I don't know. But man, I, I definitely was like so empowered afterwards and that I had faced everybody head on. Like I always like to look at my challenges, like facing them like a bowl straight on, like no questions, just go for it because what's the worst could have happened? I could have given up on my entire career. Like I was years in already at that point. Why mm -hmm. would I give up? Because, you know, I made a mistake and it was really tough. But I think um, for me, right, right off the bat, I was like, all right, what do I do? I'm totally screwed, but what do I do? Instead of thinking I'm totally, totally screwed. I can't do this. I was like, what can I do? And I took some time and, and solved it. And I definitely am like probably still connected to some of those people that, that don't even care. Like it's, it's like a story of my life, but they like, they've moved on, you know? Yeah, no, I, it's, there's so many things there that I'd love to talk about. I just, the fact that you kind of mentioned that being self-taught it, you will make mistakes. You will do it wrong. I, I mean, when I first, um, there was one person who, I first started, uh, I did my first partnership. Basically, she had a subscription box and she um, purchased our uh, products for her box and it was a large quantity. So I spent a lot of time making them after school. I was working on them and I didn't know that when you kind of do like these big orders, you actually get half the money at the beginning and then you they pay the other half once they receive the product. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that was the way it worked. So she told me that you just had to um, – I she would pay everything later. And I sent over the product and never heard from her again. It was – honestly it was so bad and it was thing is more than the money um it was so much time that i had put into making those product at that time we were still doing i was still doing everything i was hand making all of our products and that much time and i was so excited about this this was our first kind of big project and we were getting we were supposed to get so much exposure from this box um and I don't even know if those boxes ever went out or anything like that. And it was it was terrible. Um, I remember like crying and I didn't know what to do. And I just thought, like, how could someone do that to me? And in that moment, I just did not want to continue. I was like, if this is how people are going to, you know, treat me and um, treat a young entrepreneur, because at that point, I was probably 13 or 14. And I didn't really know how to do these kind of um, collaborations and she did take advantage of me and that was something I had to learn the hard way. But being self-taught, I had to just take it with grace and move forward and know that that was not the way that collaborations are supposed to work and have much stricter kind of like guidelines next time. And yeah, so from there, wise. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hard, but I looking back now, like like you, I can laugh about it. I I've gotten past it, and I know that it, I I have grown so much from it, and I've learned my lesson from there. And I also want to talk about um, the fact that 
the mindset switch and that's and we talked about at the beginning how the mindset is one of the most important things when starting any new project but especially a business how important it is to have that mindset and how your mindset switched in both of our stories at the beginning both of us kind of panicked and we didn't know what to do but when you're an entrepreneur when you're responsible for other people's money time and that responsibility forces you to kind of just look the problem in the eye and figure out, okay, what can I do to fix this? Because you don't have an opportunity to just say, well, I don't know what to do and just give up because there's so many other people involved in the process um, with actual money and things that they've worked for in, invested in it. And so I completely agree. Um, but it is, I think, also important to make a know that mindset you're going to have to have that mindset going into it because for us, both of us had to kind of get that mindset from a uh, from a problem that we faced, from something that we lost. But if you have that mindset going into business and knowing you just have to face a problem, figure out how to fix it and move forward, it's going to help you so much. Right, right. And you have to care. Like mm. when you're working for someone else and maybe something happens with customer service problem, you can maybe you want to pass it on or maybe you actually can pass it on to someone else, like a manager or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's not your company, but your name is on the line. And if it's not your name, it's your company's name on the line. And when you're facing things like that, it's, it's on you, like you're representing yourself. So how are you going to choose to do that? And that is a question you will be faced with, I think, as long as you're in business. And so to kind of honestly, like, grow up pretty quickly when you're looking at that and being like, all right, like, my name's on the line. So, so what do I do here? Not like, um, and it's okay to panic, you know, it's okay to be like, oh, my God, everything's over, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, when, you, when you can collect yourself and think, my name is on the line here. How do I best approach the situation so that everybody's happy? And that, that all begins. The only way you can begin to care about your business that deeply is you have to care about yourself that deeply. I am yeah. good enough to face this problem because no matter the outcome, whether these clients hate me or they don't, I'm still good enough. And I do think that I got very lucky in my situation where nobody got pissed and nobody you know, wrote me a bad review. I do, I do think that that was luck um, just because I've, I've faced other things since and wasn't so lucky. But that's the thing, you don't know the outcome and the believing in yourself part is the most important because you have to look at that and say, all right, no matter no matter what way this goes, I'm still a business owner. I still have this, I still wanna do this. And people can really break, they have the, the ability to bring us down so much sometimes and we can't let that end us. Like what, how, what a disservice to our business would we be doing if, if we let that happen? Yeah, I completely agree. Actually. Um, last December, uh, we because of the holiday season, we um, had a lot more orders coming in, and our printers actually had an issue where they were cutting the our products, like the inserts of paper, um, a little too short. And I didn't realize this until the inserts were at the customer's house, and I was receiving emails and pictures of the products being like slightly shorter than they were supposed to be, and um basically like my reputation, the quality of our products was on the line and the company that I had built building for four years, the fact that small mistake was like on the line. And it was hard to know what do I do in this situation and how do I how do I fix it? Because it's 
it's so scary knowing that they could at any point, you know, uh, go on social media and start saying so many bad things and ruin your reputation completely. And I completely agree. I was really lucky. These um, these customers were very understanding. I offered a refund and also offered to send them the product again. And um, from there, I learned so much of, first of all, just double checking orders as many times as needed to ensure you don't want to miss, mess it up before it leaves your house and gets to theirs. You just don't want to mess it up. Um, and so, but I also had to learn that mistakes like this will happen. Uh, it's it's so hard to even as a huge corporation for these mistakes not to happen, but much less a one person in who's packing all these orders, who's doing all this by themselves um, to make sure that everything is perfect. It is hard, but we do have to try our best. And because I care so much about the customer and their experience, and also I care so much about the company that I've been building for this long um, and the time that I've put in and money I've invested, I'm willing to spend that time to make sure it's correct. Right. Totally agree. Um, we, I'd love to continue sharing more um, of stories that you have here. Um, definitely go ahead. Just, you can pick one or any that you have that you just definitely want to share. Um, I'd love to hear. Okay. So I'm just going to go with the most recent. Um, uh, the most recent challenge uh, or adventure I've had that challenged me believing in myself was I actually just got back from Morocco. Um, I was there, I would say a month ago ish and I was, I got flown out for work. So I was mm -hmm. shooting lifestyle photos for a retreat and wow. it was the retreats for this, um, amazing company that I work for all the time. They are 109 world and they represent, um, traveling and volunteering and health all in, mm -hmm. all in wrapped up wrapped up in these beautiful trips. And so capturing mm -hmm. those is such an honor because not only are you working on yourself, you're healing yourself, you're traveling to a new destination, adventuring there, and then you're also volunteering in that area, which is, is really nice um, to do impact travel instead of just kind of like vacation travel all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's so cool. That's what they're about, which is totally along um, my own mission in the world. So I love working with them. And so we are doing this this um, type of program in Morocco. And we're in Morocco. I'm shooting a retreat. Now, this one is a corporate retreat. And I say I would even say corporate in, in air quotes because it was for a co-working space in New York. And I don't know like how much corporate that can be, but it's like mm -hmm, the kind yeah. of corporate I'm trying to work with. So their co-working space called The Assemblage. And again, another amazing company, totally in line with my values. It's probably the most beautiful co-working space I've seen. And I've been I've been to a lot. Um, you walk in and it's you just like are in another world. They have so much mm, wow. uh, like plants and trees and they're all about like meditation and community and growth within their own community and just are so supportive to their members in so many different ways. So I love working with them. So everybody I'm on this trip with, is from New York. And so it's me, all these New York people that I like, don't necessarily like vibe with a New York type, just like East Coast is not really my thing. Like I'm so much more of a mm -hmm. West Coast person. And so I was like, already kind of like, oh my gosh, how's this gonna go? Because yeah, I don't know how to 
function as well with these like weird East Coasters. And so, um, but of course I'm like, but it doesn't matter because you're here. So you yeah. have to dive in like wholeheartedly. And um, so we're basically doing, we have a schedule every day. We're shooting, I'm shooting, um, waking up breakfast and then there's adventure during the day whether that's volunteering or touring or shopping and then um at the end of the day there's yoga and meditation and so i'm shooting i'm shooting and um what i love about this program is you have to sit next to someone different every single meal and i am not like your typical photographer when it's time to eat or with free time i don't go hide in my room and edit mm-hmm. i edit when everybody else is sleeping and mm-hmm. when free time I hang out with everybody because I want mm. to know everybody and I'm like I said I'm like all about growing growing like super deep into my community so um that's my favorite thing to do is to sit mm-hmm. with all these different people funniest thing is I would say half of them were like what part of the city do you live in and I was like oh <laughs> actually <Yeah. that's> <laughs> so that was great you know that to know that like I I fit in so well to, mm-hmm. to their energy. Um, and it was also a challenge, of course, because I was kind of the odd one out. Um, I mean, I was there with my, my friends who own 109, but we don't really have friend time on these work trips. So I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, like you're here, might as well be in it. And I'm also across the world, which is insanely nerve wracking. The, you know, the main language there is Arabic and women are completely covered up the way the currency is different. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. everything is so different and scary. And um, I was just like d- trying to dive in, dive in. And then the last couple of days, we go to the Sahara Desert. And I actually leave one of my closer friends and she's got to run another trip. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going with myself, another friend that, that's that's running the retreat. Her name's Savannah. She's an absolute badass. And um, it was just kind of her and I that and we were just like, what are we doing? Like, there's nine cars driving through the, the high Atlas Mountains. I cannot mm-hmm. believe I'm in the Atlas Mountains. And then we're going to the desert with a bunch of strangers who we've been, like, <laughs> crying with and meditating with. And I've been shooting all these intimate moments. And I am just like, what am I doing? But this is, like, so cool. This adventure is insane. Mm-hmm. And we get there, and the first thing on the schedule, like, I mean, from car dropping off bags to camels. So... I'm like dropping my bags, trying to just like wrap my head around the fact that I'm in the Sahara Desert and that I'm also with this this insanely energetic, beautiful group. And Mm. I'm about to hop on a camel and shoot a camel and shoot all these people on camels and be on a camel. I've never been on a a camel before. So my my brain is exploding with all of these like exciting, beautiful moments. And Mm. I cannot even wrap my head around it until... I'm sitting on this camel, I'm shooting, and everybody's having a great time, you know, looking at everybody's smiles. It's so, it's so amazing. What, a, what an experience. However, it started pouring rain. It hadn't rained there in three months. Yes, three months it hadn't <sighs> rained. And and when the storm came, a sandstorm, which is picking up all the sand. So we're getting pelted with sand and drenched. And so I have my camera in this, like, really, like, not safe backpack, like, covering it with my chest. And uh-huh. I can shoot and I'm like all right Rebecca like how often are you going to be in the Sahara Desert in a sandstorm rainstorm with all these people like you can't work right now so just be here and I'm just thinking what in the world like how in the hell did I end up in the Sahara Desert in Morocco (laughs) I spent you know seven days in Marrakesh like this is absolutely insane and I remember thinking well this is because I'm worth it like I'm here because I believe in myself like 
I definitely didn't come on this trip alone. Like I, I have some, some friends here, but this is the most powerful thing I've done for myself in a really long time because I, you know, every meal, every moment of working every moment of conversation, you don't have that like significant other around to check in with. You don't have, I couldn't mm. talk to any of my best friends and say, oh, hey, you know, I just talked to so-and-so. What do you think? You know, I, I can't, like you just check in with yourself. And um, even then, like, I still don't think I fully grasped the concept. And in the last two nights there, I did some meditations with the group instead of shooting because I had all that I needed to get mm. and just really let go and and dove into like the space that I was in. And I remember coming home and I was just in shock for about a week, um, getting used to everything and then trying to wrap my head around what just happened and, you know, not being wrapped up from head to toe and everybody speaks English. And I was so thankful, but, <sighs> and I'm like eating, eating not Moroccan food. Like we ate the exact same thing every day. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I finally got through my head was, I have my power back. I don't know when I lost it, but I sure gained it on this trip because there is nothing like going to shoot something I've never shot before in a country that I never thought I'd be in, in a language that like not only like makes me a little uncomfortable, but I have no clue what they're saying. And on top of that, with a bunch of people I don't know. Um, who all know each other. Like I, I was I was just like so uncomfortable and so challenged. And the thing that I walked away from the most was my power. Like I just felt so powerful. And the reason I felt so powerful is because every moment in Morocco, every moment in Marrakesh and the Sahara, I had to constantly check in with myself and say, do you believe in yourself right now? Can you get this shot? Did you charge your batteries because you believe in yourself? You, you took care of everything you needed to, to make sure you got this photo. Are you running around? Do you also look professional? Are you carrying yourself well? And every single time I had to do that, I think I was subconsciously saying, do you believe in yourself? Are you going to do this? Are you good enough? And I kept saying to myself, yes, I got this. I got this. And I had it. And now I I will forever be changed thanks to that trip and those conversations and those people and my willingness to adventure and my belief in that I'm enough for what I'm doing. Yeah, I I love that. I think that kind of touches on the imposter syndrome and that's something a lot of people are kind of realizing that they might have today and um it's it's the fact that you don't feel like you should be there like you deserve to be there but in fact you have actually done the work you have earned your spot there um but even for me it's taken a while to think like i am 16 years old i have been running this company for four years now how am i actually here it's like sometimes so unbelievable to me itself that i've been doing this for four years and i've been running company while going to high school and hanging out with friends and doing all these things that i just don't feel like it's like i can't be here this can't be me but it hits you that no you have done this work you deserve what you are achieving and what you're working on you deserve this happiness and um this passion for what you do every day because you have put in the work to achieve it and i i love that story because one one ex- time i've experienced it like that it wasn't as crazy i wasn't in the sahara desert i was um I was just, I was with investors who were interested in investing in my company and I had to pitch to them and explain why they should give me their money basically and why I was the right choice for um, them to invest in. Even though I was far younger than anyone in that room, 
I was probably at least 10 years younger than anyone else who had pitched that day, but I was, I knew that I deserved it. I knew that I had put in the work for it and I just had to explain that to them in this pitch. And in that moment, just like you had that like realization, for me, it was that moment of realizing this is my life, this is my job, and this is what I want to do every day. And I am so happy with it. And in that moment, I knew that I, I truly believed in myself. And um, I'm so excited to say that I did get that investment. And we have I know it's really exciting. Um, so now in the next like year, in the next years to come, I have, I have more money to kind of play around and if, invest and try out different things and figure out what I want to do in the future with my company. And I've been able to take on more passion projects like this podcast and do more things just for me because I have um, truly believed in myself and I know that this is what I want to do. So that has been so exciting. I completely agree with everything you said and I love that story. Yes. And I love yours too. And I want to take a step back to at both of those stories and look at the fact that like both of us put ourselves in places where we were uncomfortable. We yeah. put ourselves in places where it could have been a disaster, but it just turned out that it wasn't. And in in that that it wasn't, we were able to believe in ourselves even more because we had that courage to do something a little bit insane. So I love that part of it too. Um, so amazing. And I'm so happy for you. That's so great to hear. Thank you. Yeah, I am definitely think it has to do with putting yourself out there. And that's why so many people are always talking about just do it, just go for it, just see what happens because you really never know like what moment will be life-changing, what moment you have realized something that you know, you've been waiting to realize years for years. And so I absolutely love that. Yes. And I actually have an amazing friend of mine. Her name is Haley Hoffman-Smith and she is just wonderful and so inspiring. She recently wrote something that said, um, and pertaining to her getting this opportunity where she questioned herself and she said, why me? But in, in the end, she actually looked at this opportunity and said, why not me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so powerful because when I was asked if I wanted to go to Morocco, I didn't say why me? I said, well, why not me? Absolutely. And yeah. you decided to go and sit in a room where you knew you were younger than everybody and you knew that that could potentially be looked at down upon and you knew regardless of that the answer could have just been no but you didn't mm -hmm. say why me you said why not me and I love yeah. that yeah no I, I I also just think it's the idea that like who better than me too like why why am I not the right choice I can do it just as well as they can whether it be about age whether it be about like social status anything it's just or even experience in the industry I am learning. I know that I've been doing this. I have the experience and I'm willing to continue learning. Um, they might have many, many more years of experience on me, but I also know that I can do this and I'm willing to continue learning. Even if I don't know something that they know, I will go out there and learn it and, you know, kind of make up for that. Yes, girl. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited <laughs> where you go in life because I love your mindset. Thank you. I love yours. I love your story. And um, wow, we're already at 41 minutes. This has been a great conversation. I just want to finish up the interview with a few questions that I ask every interviewee. Um, my first question is, what is one word or phrase that has described your business journey? Ooh, phrase. Um, I would say everything. 
because what I do and my business journey is everything to me. It is what I eat, sleep, and breathe every day. It is what I think about when I wake up in the morning, when I eat, when I go to my first meeting, when I'm editing, or if I'm taking my dog to the park, or if I'm having dinner with a friend. My business is always everything, and it's ingrained with who I am. It's not in charge of who I am. So I think everything is a great way to describe that. No, I completely agree. I always thinking about like what I can do next, what I can do to improve and grow. And I completely agree with that. Um, With that, thank you so much, Rebecca. I loved having you on here and hearing your story and um, sharing advice. And so I would love for anyone, all the listeners to connect with you. Where can they find you? Um, On my website, it's just RebeccaSlaughter.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my first and last name. And it's at Rebecca Slaughter love to connect. Yes, perfect. You guys, if you are ever um, you know, in Denver or you want to fly her out for photography or anything, yes. just hit her up. I'm sure she would love to do it. Um, yeah, so that's all we the time we have for today, but I, I love this conversation. Um, I hope anyone listening, someone listening learned something that can help them because this conversation and the idea that you have to believe in yourself to get anywhere in life is so important. I think it needs to be discussed more. So I'm glad we were able to do that today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It was so inspiring to talk to you and I'm really glad that we made this happen. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, Rebecca. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the TMB Women in Business podcast. Check out our Instagram where we provide you with the answers to all the questions you have about entrepreneurship. For an email recap of this week's episode, join our email list at tiny.cc slash T-M-B-W-I-B-E-M-A-I-L. If you want to join a community of like-minded entrepreneurs where I give case-by-case advice to you, join our Facebook group. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. If you're listening to this episode on our YouTube channel, subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you so much for your support. And I'll see you next week with even more business advice.